As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. I hope you and your family had a very Merry Christmas. I hope you're getting ready to celebrate this new year and kind of to end things off here. I just wanted to pick one of the really fun episodes that Courtney and I had the pleasure of doing together just earlier this year. So I hope you will enjoy a rebroadcast of 15 things that cause more pain during labor. Yes, it's all about the sarcasm here at My Essential Birth. Enjoy. Okay, this week's reviewer of the week is Tina25. Tina25. T-T-I-I-N-N-A-A. She is doubly excited about her name and apparently she's 25 years old and I'm making that up so hopefully if you're listening you're happy that we're loving your review and reading it on the podcast but I'm assuming your name's Tina we're grateful for you yes okay she says first time mom in love with the wealth of knowledge I am loving all this information my husband and I are learning from this podcast I'm a labor and delivery nurse but still felt unprepared going into my own birth until I found these ladies they are honest and informative and get so much insight into the birthing process thank you Tina I love this so much. We have the benefit of having quite a few followers that are in the medical field yeah. in one way or another, nurses, and they're in the birth course. And I just love it. And and the other side of that is like, because we have them in there and all the moms are so helpful and the community is wonderful that when questions about blood pressure or this or that come up before Courtney and I can get in there and answer them, they're like, they're oh, already doing I'm it. I'm a nurse. This is what you got to do. And I'm like, yes, thank this you. is so good. It so nice. thank you for following along. Thank you for the reviews, you guys. We love them. So really appreciate that. All right, you guys, this week's topic is all about pain in childbirth. I feel like this is the thing people fear the most, right? I'm worried about how much it's going to hurt. And they they can almost become obsessive about this. I've even had some friends and family members who are like, I'm so afraid of that. I don't think I want to have kids. And honestly, that makes me kind of sad because it's, it's not all you're thinking it's going to be. Remember, we've talked about how Hollywood and people can kind of over dramatize these things. And so we're going to give you um, 15 things that are going to cause more pain (laughs) during your birth. And so as you're listening to these, what you want to be thinking of is, oh, I want to do the opposite of what they're saying, obviously, (laughs) right? Okay. Number one, stay flat on your back. If you <laughs> if you want to be uncomfortable, just lay flat on your back. Do you imagine actually birthing a baby, like being strapped down flat on your, anyways. Can I just say, this is a tangent. I feel like we get off on a lot of these. I pick a lot of the images that go on our blog posts or stuff like that. And I have the advantage of access to Canva's photos and Adobe's photos. I am so frustrated with their birth photography because, you know, I'm trying to find a picture of a woman in labor and 
in every single one, she's flat on her back in a hospital bed. Yeah. And she looks like she's in pain, right? And I'm like, well, of course she's in pain. Yeah. <laughs> she's flat on her back in that hospital bed. So that's perfect. You need to like collect a bunch of those. And then, yes, this is why. This is what not yes, to do. Yes, this is why their face looks this way in this moment. <gasps> that's brilliant. We might have to do that. But yeah, if you. Tilt them up and put a smile. If you want to be in more pain, stay flat on your back. Okay, number two, don't ever move from that flat on your back position. Don't move at all. Yeah, so don't offer your baby more positions to work through your hips. Don't move your hips. Don't move your belly. Don't lift your legs. (laughs) Right? I feel like when you're pregnant, think about when you're sleeping. How often are you tossing and turning at night because you're laying on one side for a little bit and maybe after five, 10 minutes, you're like, oh, this just doesn't feel good anymore. So why in heaven's name are you going to stay in that one position on your back for your whole birth. And I get it. Some of you are like, oh, I've got an epidural. I'm not feeling it. But trust me, your your body is like, this isn't great. Right. And so that's a great point. Like even when you have an epidural, it's almost more important that you make sure that you're moving because you won't be able to feel when you need to be moving. And so we tell moms like it's fine to get an epidural and there's a great place and time to do that. However, you need to make sure that you're utilizing all of the tools that exist in the birth room and in your birth partner's head and with the nurse assistants and and with your provider so that you're rotating your hips, you're widening your hips, you're turning from side yeah. to side and that's not just for the effects of the epidural. This is so baby can move through and 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 get down into the pelvis and turn around corners and and bony prominences that you know is going to stop the progression of birth Um, and then on top of that making sure that you are not flat Um, I think hospitals are perfectly fine leaving a mom not really thinking about it not in like a mean bad way but they're just yeah yeah yeah, she's on the monitors and she's in bed and uh, you know a mother that is allowed to or encouraged to move into other positions is absolutely going to do that she's not going to remain in that position absolutely if you know someone who has had an unmedicated birth I want you to ask them Hey, how important was freedom of movement to you being able to work through that birth and and manage or mitigate pain? I promise you their answer is going to be like, oh, that's like top of the list. Right. You know, it felt so good to fill in the blank, you know. Sway back and forth, be on the birth ball, hands and knees. Exactly. Lean over the back of the bed. Yeah. So you want more pain? Don't ever move from the flat on your back position. Uh, Utilize Pitocin. And Pitocin is a quick one to up your pain game. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, it's unnatural in that the contractions do not feel normal. You guys have heard us describe this, but it's like, it comes on like a, it hits it hard right from the very beginning. It doesn't come on gradually and reach its peak and then ebb away. No, it's like contractions here, <laughs> contractions here and it's here and it's staying here. You get no break. And then they can keep turning it up and turning it up right. until it gets to a point where it's just like, this is ridiculous. You yeah. know, like nobody should have to do that. So if you want it to be more painful, say yes to that Pitocin. There's time. There's a time and a place for Pitocin, right? Absolutely. And the goal is to get it turned off. Of it. Like the goal is to get your body to kick in by using Pitocin so that it reminds or not reminds, but tells the body, Hey, we're in labor. So let's kick up the oxytocin so we can do this by ourselves and then turn off the Pitocin, which is conversation for another day. But yes, Pitocin causes more pain. Yep. All right, next one you can do if you're like, yeah, I want to challenge, bring on the pain during my childbirth, (laughs) totally tense up your entire face and body with each contraction. (laughs) The minute you feel it coming on, clench your fist, like clench your butt, furrow your brow, clench your jaw, you know, lots of tension. I like the clench your butt one. (laughs) 
hold that baby in. <laughs> right? Really squeeze everything off. I mean, you're fighting what your body's doing, which is trying to open and soften and relax. So it's naturally going to create more pain. Yeah. It's funny because this is what I did with my first birth. Um, I didn't have a birth class or training or and nobody anyways. My mom had cesarean birth. She's like at the epidural. Just trust me. And I was sitting there like, how are they going to know I'm having a contraction though? I have to tense my fist and like furrow my brow. And it was dramatic and I was enjoying it for a minute. And yeah. anyways, and that's how they, the only depictions I had seen would have been movies or TV in any way. And yeah. so, yeah, that is what I did. And I, it didn't help. I do laugh when I watch TV show portrayals of birth because she's, you know, groaning and screaming and making fists and pounding and her face is all scrunched up. And I'm like, I can tell you if her jaw's tight, her downstairs yeah. is tight too. And nothing. <laughs> going to be coming out there I'm like oh great yeah you know what would be fun to do you ever watch those shows where it's like it's videoing like the person's reactions to them watching videos oh my gosh that would be really fun like let's dissect these different births right there's (laughs) some really attractive doctor what's his name Dr. Mike or something I don't know and he does that where he analyzes medical shows and he's like yeah that's not at all what we would do in that situation I love that she added in very attractive he is I will just say he's an attractive guy um anyway so yeah tense your whole body That'll feel good. (laughs) (laughs) How about thinking that it's painful? Like up here, you're like, this hurts so bad. I hate this. I want to be done. It hurts. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about how huge your mind game is and your mindset going into birth. And so if you want something that contributes to more pain, think about how awful it is and only think about that. You know, I experienced this the other day when I was running with the 13 year old that's living in our home right now. We were running and she just kept saying out loud, I can't do this. It hurts so bad. And and I'm like, you know, doula kicks in and I'm like, yes, you can. And you, you got to stop the negative because your, your body's going to react to that. And so we started saying positive things and it does make a difference. You guys, like it sounds so silly, but yeah, if you're in your head, like, oh my gosh, I hate this and it hurts so bad. And when is it going to be over? And I can't do it anymore. That's way different than I can do this. Just a couple more breaths. Every contraction brings my baby closer. You know, positive affirmations are huge. I talked about this on Instagram stories, but in case you missed that, I'll say it here. We say it to create it. Yeah. Right. So I'll have some people who are like, but it is hurting and I, I don't feel relaxed. I don't feel, well, yeah, I get that. But you have to say it first, even if you're not totally feeling it. And that's what helps create that feeling. It was the same way with creation. God said a thing and then it was created. So you do the same. And if you want it to be more painful, keep thinking that it is. Right. And in that fear factor, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's never going to end. It's not going to end. It's just going to get worse, which I'm guilty yeah. of doing like, oh my gosh, if I can't handle this right now, what's it going to be like when I get to X amount of centimeters or later in my birth? And that's a dangerous place to be because it makes yeah. now unbearable instead yeah. of having that positive, like oh, I'm getting closer. I know I can do this a little bit longer. Um, or for me, not even I don't know. I think that's a personal thing. Like if it's comfortable for you to be visualizing the end, that's not always my place. I have to be in the here and now and I have to take one little step forward. So it just, I think that just depends on you, but definitely being in a positive place and not letting the fear take over because it's that fear, tension, pain cycle that we don't want to deal with. Yeah. I was attending a birth this week and, um, she wanted to know she was about eight centimeters and she was tired. Poor thing had been up all night. And she asked the midwife, she's like, how much longer do I have? And the midwife said to her, she's like, don't even think about that. Take it one contraction at a time. What you've been doing is working. And that's what she continued to do. So I think it can be helpful. Like for me, 
I told you guys that it was really motivating to have my husband point out, hey, they're getting everything set up. Look, they've got the delivery tray. You're almost done. Okay, that was motivating. But if he had told me around six centimeters, you know, where I was at in the process, I just, I don't know. I feel like that could cause some obsessive anxiety about it's only going to get more intense from here. And I feel like that or giving a false end time. Like I yeah. have been at births where the nurse is like, oh, you'll have your baby by 8 p.m. for sure. And, and that comes, comes and, and goes. goes and you're still at six centimeters. And then you're like, no, that was my, I had to make it to that spot. And now I have to keep going. So that, I mean, that's no fun. They yeah. shouldn't say that. <laughs> so don't obsess if you want pain, more pain, keep obsessing about how it's going to continue. All right. Um, number seven here is that if you want more pain in your birth, um, don't know what the heck's going on or what to expect <laughs> with any of it. Just be totally clueless right? That is so true. Is there not peace of mind that comes from understanding the process, what your body is trying to do, what all the different options and choices and things are going to be? And I think that without that knowledge of what's going to happen, what to expect, again, anxiety definitely contributes to pain. Or even where you're at in birth, even if you're at home trying to decide when to leave, it's like, uh, this this does feel a little rough. I think it's time to go in versus knowing, yeah, it might feel like that, but have I hit that, like, the contractions are three minutes apart, lasting a minute long for at least an hour, and am I serious through them, or can I still smile? Is it easy to walk and talk in between or during? And having that, I mean, from the very beginning, just having that knowledge, or same thing when providers come in or nurses come in and they're offering suggestions or recommendations or things that you should be doing or let's break your bag of waters or whatever the case, I mean, if you don't have that information, it's like, oh, yeah, that does sound okay, yes, we should do that. Or yes, I'm afraid of, I can't make this decision the opposite of what this provider is recommending because you don't know, honestly, because you don't know what that that decision is going to look like. Exactly. I mean, okay, so the first part of these topics that we've covered, it's like physical tension, right? You're on your back, you're staying flat, you're tensing your body and your face. And I feel like these last few have been sort of that mental tension, right? And both of those are going to contribute to more pain. How about this one? carry the baggage and trauma from your last birth into this next one. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is so not nice, but it's so true. It's so true. If you have, and I, I mean, that was my big thing because I had a, a traumatic experience or a less than, I wasn't very happy with my first birth experience. My whole goal was to figure out how to make that not happen again. But I think if you don't have time to process that, to work through that, to um, tell your birth story to people that can be helpful to you instead of just venting it out loud, then you do end up carrying some of that Mm -hmm. in. And I will say, even though I had taken a birth course with my second baby, when it was go time and I was at the hospital um, and they said, and we were leaning towards the epidural again, I was like, here it goes again. Here it goes. I know I'm going to get the epidural. That Pitocin's going to hurt my baby's heart rate, and I'm going to be back at that same place. And so I did, even though I had worked through a lot of that, brought some of that in with me, and it, it, it does cause more pain, and not yeah. just physical. You yeah. Know? Yeah. All right. Another thing that's going to cause more pain in your birth is breathing really rapidly from your chest. Yes. Right? Um, the <laughs> Like that kind of breathing, yeah, that's that's not doing you any favors. That's yeah, that's help. like red flag for the partner, right? Like, right. okay, now she's not handling this well. That's okay. Let's bring her back down.
As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Well, and usually what we see associated with that rapid beat breathing from your chest is moms making birth sounds, but they're really high yeah. and strained, right? There's a lot of, uh, she's like trying uh, to get away from her contractions. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go away. Yeah. That's going to contribute to more discomfort. Okay. Number 10, have lots of vaginal exams. So many, <laughs> like just everybody's hands checking all the time. They're the worst. Like, oh. if you think they're uncomfortable during pregnancy, have them during birth, in between contractions. It's or during worst. a contraction. Or during, oh, that's right. Yes. Yep. Some yes. people are like, I'd prefer to check during a contraction to see what you're opening yeah. to during the contraction. Totally. And, like, the thing is, anyways, not only is it uncomfortable while she's doing it, but then it causes, it creates some pretty intense contractions right after. So, yeah, yeah have lots of them. Well, and sort of side effect, this doesn't always happen, but if that vaginal exam is a little too rough and maybe your water is kind of on the verge anyway, yeah. it could break. And then and that you, would cause more pain. That would cause more pain <laughs> because uh, you lose that cushion, right? That water kind of acts as a bit of a buffer for both you and baby. That could be like a 10.5 on the list. Yes. Like break the bag of waters. That, yep. that would cause more pain. Definitely. <laughs> get hooked up to as many things as possible, <laughs> right? You want your IV, you've got your two monitors, you've got the blood pressure cuff, um, you've got your little, um, what's the oxygen Oxygen thing? thing? The oxygen thing for no, your finger. <laughs> oh my gosh, my sister's gonna kill me. Do you me. know the name of this thing? I do. Uh, the oxygen. Pulse oximeter. Oh, she's good. I got it. Okay. Um, you've got your epidural catheter in. You're just, oh, oh your, your, your urinary, urinary catheter. catheter. Oh, and then you can do, you can break the bag of waters for the baby and stick a little thing in there for him and then put the, like, what's that? The internal fetal monitor. The internal fetal monitor. And then you can put the, the wand that measures the contraction. Up in there too. What is that thing called? Come on, Court. <laughs> I got the first two. I feel like I need to pull your weight it's and get this next one. pressure thingy. It measures your contractions. Uterine pressure. Goes up by the baby, but it's not comfortable. So go see how great you feel with all that stuff. Although to be up. fair, if you've got the epidural at that point, yeah, you're, you are feeling less pain. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So I had um, a hip lock, which was, that was the compromise I was willing mm. to make with my OB, which he's like, look, you don't have to be hooked up to it, but I would feel better if you had a hip lock in. Oh my gosh, where they placed it, that thing was so irritating. And the fact that nothing was running through it, it would get kind of dry and uncomfortable. And they'd try to flush it for me. It still didn't feel great. Yeah. So. No, that's a good point. I know IVs bug a lot of moms. And that was top of my list just because even if it wasn't hurting me at the time, knowing it was there, I was instantly not able to use my arm normally you know <laughs> well yeah and it's it's just irritating and I found that it was a bit of a distraction yeah. um not in a good way and I felt like it contributed to me having things be a bit more painful yeah 
Um, keep the lights bright. Some moms are going to be happy in a bright room. Most of the time, though, we know that keeping things low, low light, uh, it makes things more comfortable overall. It's going to bring mom down into that relaxed mode. The majority of you are not going to be sleeping at night with your lights on bright and right. So, yeah. well, so when it's time to relax and, and calm down and take deep breaths and go to sleep, that's going to be uh, turning those lights down are going to bring more comfort naturally. Definitely. All right. You want more pain in your birth game? Allow people you don't like into the birth space or people who are afraid of or unknowledgeable in regards to birth into that labor room. That'll be comfortable. That's such a good point. That's like high on the list. <laughs> right? I just, I feel like even if you, and I loved, we did an episode a while back where you gave two different scenarios. What was her name? Kate? Sure. No, Jessica. Jess, Jessica. I think it was Jessica. Let's go with Jessica. But she had people in the birth space that really weren't helping her at all. In fact, it was kind of, they were sort of working against her, even if they didn't know that that's what they were doing, right? It wasn't intentional, but they just... Well, even having people in the room that aren't giving you the attention that you need. So it's distracting instead of helpful or, yeah, certainly if you're like a provider comes in and offers a recommendation or suggestion and you're feeling the opposite of that. But the people in the room are like, yeah, you need, of course do that. I've actually been in the room where, um, I have a mom and dad and the, the mom that's giving birth, her mom was in the room and the doctor made a recommendation. He goes, Oh yeah, do that. She has to do that. The doctor listened to the mom. I, and I mean, anyways, and the woman giving birth, just, she's just, she was really like, complicit I just anyways and you could tell she didn't want to be she didn't she wanted to have a say there it was an interesting you're I mean imagine you're you're working through intense contractions you're vulnerable you're tired you you do want this to end soon and then to have people that are in there that are just not being helpful and supportive um, of what you want to do that's not going to contribute to your feelings of peace and comfort and I do think it adds to your pain level yeah I totally agree Uh, number 14 don't let anyone touch you or try to soothe and comfort you so it's true like (laughs) Some women are like, don't touch me. Right. I don't want to be touched. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's totally fine. However, there is a, like you want people close by. Maybe you want somebody holding your hand at some point. You want to hear positive things. But if you don't have any of that, or if you're avoiding that, then yes, you can have more pain. Right. And it doesn't even have to be because I was like that with my second birth. I just, I didn't want to be touched all these things that we'd practiced and yeah, I'm going to want you to massage and brush my hair. I didn't want that, but comfort and soothing can also look like verbal, um, coaching and cheerleading from your support people. And, um, just having my husband's, his hand on the small of my back, that was enough, but you know, yeah, don't let anybody try to do anything like that for you. And for sure, you're going to have more pain. And definitely, whatever you do, if you want more pain during birth, don't get into water. (laughs) Don't get into the shower. Don't utilize a nice warm tub of water. Like, don't do that. I think that's a great point, right? We What do we call water? It's Mother Nature's epidural. So if you have an opportunity to do that, and that's something that we talk about in the birth course for sure, but we're telling you mamas right now, like this is a tool you want to be able to utilize. This should be on the birth plan. This should be part of your birthplace tour. Like, where is the water? Not can yeah. I get into it? <laughs> Show me where the water is. Yeah. And does the shower have a detachable head that my partner can like, you know, back and forth on my back or whatever? Right. Yeah. These are the things water you want to take huge. a look at. So while we're on the subject of pain, you might be wondering, or maybe you've heard Instagram or blog birth stories or whatever. Some women say, I had a totally pain-free birth. Didn't feel any bit of pain whatsoever. So 
Is that really possible? Do you think that is a reframing? Yep, that's what I was going to say. I think... Thank you. You're welcome. No, it's okay. I think part of it could just be semantics, right? The words that we use. So some women will say, well, I didn't feel any pain. I just felt a lot of pressure. And intensity. And intensity. And I felt a lot of tugging and pulling and tightening. And I'm like, that's what I felt too. I would call that pain, but you call it something different and that's fine. I do think the reframing does help mentally. Oh yeah. You know, I think that can be Makes you willing to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, cause I, it's interesting that you say that I understand for sure that some of what I felt I would typically classify as pain, but when I describe it, I do not use those words. However, I also don't say I had a pain-free birth, but I do describe it as intensity and pressure and it was like overwhelming in a lot of ways. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. I would say maybe. I'm not gonna discount anybody's experience if they're like, no, I promise you no pain whatsoever. I'll I'll believe them. Yeah. Um, It's interesting because Dr. Robert Bradley, he was a um, obstetrician like back in the 50s or something like that. He made a unique observation and he was like, if you observe an animal during birth, like a dog giving birth or a cat giving birth, um, they don't seem to display pain. And some people were like, well, that's because animals just don't show pain the same way that humans do. He's like, no, if you step on the tail of a cat or a dog, it's Mm going to like shriek and and jump up. Right. He's like, but they're not making those sounds or doing those kinds of things during birth, which might be that maybe they're really not in pain. That was sort of his theory behind it. Um, I did find an article that was kind of funny. Some researchers in Cambridge are claiming that some women have a genetic variant that makes it so that they don't feel pain as easily. And they're figuring out how to give this to all the women. (laughs) (laughs) And therefore, those women are more likely to be the ones to have unmedicated births. I read this to my husband. He's like, yeah, I'm not buying that. Yeah, no way. What about women from the beginning of time? Exactly. I don't think so. I don't think so. I will say too that describing your birth or or looking back and um, realizing that you had pain doesn't make it a failure. No. Um, doesn't mean you didn't practice enough or do enough or learn enough or it's just part of the process. And so it's how we work through it and get to the other side that matters. Because I do think there are some women who have these pain-free births. There are some women that like to tell other women that they absolutely can have a pain-free birth if they do X, Y, and Z. And then those women go to have birth and they've done X, Y, and Z yep. and it's not pain free and it, they're not ready for it. They're not prepared for it. And then they are like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. And that's not fair. I've gone through that myself. I'm a bit more vocal. I'm not like the loudest person. You and I have talked about ranges, right? Like speaking I'm- of which we need a roller coaster date so that I can <laughs> prove some theories. <laughs> Right. So Stephanie's definitely more vocal during birth than I am. I still make noises, um, but I have watched YouTube videos where the mom's not saying a word and all of a sudden the baby just slides out. And I'm like, what? I've and been at those births. Yeah. I've been at those births. And you're, you don't even know where they're at because they're just, yeah. they look like they're asleep. And that's, I mean, I think that's really incredible, but I will say for me, it did make me kind of feel like I had sort of, well, I must not be as good at whatever technique that they were. Cause I did make noise or they, and I oh, realized in hindsight now that there that's not how it works. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you from the births that I've been at like that, um, one specifically comes to mind that she was like, I, she's like, I didn't know exactly where I was at. And I was, I didn't want to like freak anybody out because of the intensity that I was feeling. So she was actually silent and what looked like really calm reassurance and collected what was happening up here was not the case. And baby did just slip out. I remember the midwife looking for the heartbeat and I'm like, I bet that baby's not there anymore, <laughs> you know? And I, sure yeah. enough, that head was out. So, um, I, 
just just on looks alone, I think that's interesting too that it might not match up with what's going on with, for the experience for the mom. Right. So I guess what we're saying is that don't judge how well, and I'm doing air quotes here, don't judge how well you did during birth by how vocal or not vocal you were. It doesn't work like that. So if you were a bit more vocal and you're like, man, I just must not have been handling it well. No, you did great. I promise that you did. Okay. I'm looking at this acronym. Did you make this one up? Nope. Oh, I was like, this is good, Courtney. I know. No, (laughs) I can't take credit for this. So there's an acronym that I love and I used to share it with a lot of my students and so think of pain p-a-i-n p it's purposeful there's a purpose to the sensations that you're feeling a it's anticipated right we're giving you a heads up you're gonna feel some discomfort however you want to describe it lots of pressure tightening or pain if you want to use that word that's fine but it's anticipated right you're you literally have bones that are moving and things that are happening to help this baby come earthside it's intermittent So it doesn't last forever. There is an end. Once you give birth to that baby or once you're at the end of that contraction, there is an end to what you're experiencing. And then N, it's normal, which I think women need to hear. Pain is normal. It's a normal part of the process. There's a reason that they call it labor. It's just something difficult that you're going to work through and go through and be so grateful when you get to the other side. And obviously having a baby at the end is going to make it all worthwhile. Definitely. So here's the bottom line. There is a ton you can do to reduce discomfort, pain, whatever you want to call it in birth. And there's a ton that you can do to manage any discomfort or pain that you do experience during birth. There are so many resources. Stephanie and I, we're not special. Yes, we've had. Well, no, <laughs> okay. Everybody's special, right? Okay. We're special. No, in if that everybody's way. special, nobody's special. I just wanted to say that we are special. <laughs> In a different way. Go ahead. I'm but sorry. I gotta stop But would you say that track. you have a special, like, next level no. pain tolerance? No. Th- I don't. Honestly, this is this right here. If you can do it, I can do it. Like, yeah. if I can do it, you can do it. That's the reason I got into the birth space. Yeah. Because when I had that experience with my third baby at home in the water, my V-back, I had support and encouragement instead of people telling me I wasn't doing things right or my body was broken and I birthed that baby at home, that was incredible. And I was like, holy cow, if I can do this, anybody can. And that's the truth. I believe that. And it's true. If we can do it, you can do it. Decide now that you are not going to let pain or fear of childbirth pain be a factor for you. Yes, the sensations that you may feel during birth are strong, but you are stronger. We're cheering you on. You can do it. All right, mamas, we will be back with more tips and advice soon. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so that you get notifications first about new episodes. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for more information on the birth course and to join our online community serving pregnant mamas just like you.